Welcome to worship this morning. It's a Palm Sunday. We don't have our regular palms, and normally on Palm Sunday, we would gather outside and hear the story of Jesus' triumphal entry, come into uh, the church, process in, shout and sing hosannas. Uh, as everything in life has been, uh, it looks different this year. Our palms haven't come in, so there was a, an activity there on Facebook. You can make your own palms, hopefully. You might have done that with kids, or even if you didn't have kids, take some time and in your free time, you could have made some palms. We'll use those uh, today. Also encourage you to uh, have a rock with you. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, send kids out to get a rock if you have kids at home with you. Uh, but uh, yeah, grab those, hold on to your palms and, and your rocks today as we celebrate Palm Sunday, as we sing and shout hosannas, as we welcome Jesus to be our, our King, our Lord, uh, ruler of all things. And really as uh, today sets the scene and begins our journey uh, in Holy Week to the cross and ultimately to Easter. Uh, so there's a number of additional services that uh, we'll be uh, providing and, and uh, encouraging you to uh, join into at your own house uh, throughout the week on Thursday. It's Monday, Thursday, a Holy Thursday, the night that Jesus uh, instituted the Lord's Supper. He uh, washed his disciples' feet. He encouraged us to love We'll have a video that premieres on, on YouTube and Facebook Live at uh, 7 p.m. on Monday, Thursday, this coming Thursday. Just a short, uh, a more reflective uh, time to help you enter in. We'll be thinking about Jesus entering into uh, the messiness of, of our lives. So as you've had a palm branch and rocks for today, I encourage you maybe to have a, a a basin or, or a, a bucket or something with some water and maybe a towel there with you wherever you're watching uh, the service for Thursday. On Friday is Good Friday, uh, and we'll have a video that premieres at 2 p.m. That's usually when we have our Good Friday service here at Trinity. Our Good Friday service will premiere at 2 p.m. on Friday. And we're thinking about Jesus' sacrifice, uh, Jesus going to the cross, dying, giving us his forgiveness and life in that act. And so I'd encourage you uh, uh, to gather up maybe some hammers and some nails to have with you during that service. And then on Sunday is Easter Sunday, uh, still working out a few details what that will look like, but a day of celebration, usually what we want to be uh, celebrating uh, together, uh, worshiping God together that day. Uh, Instead, we're doing it from home again. Uh, there'll be lots of singing, though, lots of, of praise. Uh, we'll sing uh, God's blessing, and we'll uh, uh, celebrate Jesus' resurrection, the hope that we have in him. And so all of those happening this week, a uh, number of those services uh, uh, throughout the week here. Uh, also, just want to draw your attention, as always, uh, there's a worship bulletin. Uh, you can find it in a link underneath this service. If you're watching it on, on YouTube, you can find it on our website 
uh, trinityleader.ca. It has all the readings, all the songs, the order of service is there, as well as our announcements. One thing you might have seen this week, and one thing I want to draw your attention to, is, is the, the picture there, uh, Trinity's four priorities for our time apart, however long that's going to be. Uh, council met this past week, and we're, we discussed plans that would see us apart probably through the end of April. That's kind of our, our best guess now. Uh, but these four priorities, these four things that we're hoping to uh, uh, be good at or do well uh, during this next month. Uh, reimagining church is the first one. Uh, thinking of ourselves as a church wherever we are, you know, not just here in, in the building, but in our lives, in our homes, as we interact with people, reimagining, rethinking what it means to be the church, maintaining connection, wanting to, to keep connected, keep grounded with each other, stay in touch, a uh, number of opportunities to do that. Number three is supporting ministry, keeping the work of the church going. Ministry still continues uh, doing that through prayer, through our time, and through our finances. And finally, equipping people. We want to be equipping people, helping each of us uh, embrace the thought that we are priests, that we are sent out by God to ministry, to do life together. And so you'll see the announcements are categorized there in your worship service under each of those uh, headings, each of those priorities, different ways you can be connected and involved. I encourage you to read through that, especially ways that you can keep supporting the ministry through prayer, through giving of some time, I encourage you this week to reach out to one person in our congregation and one person outside in our community. We still are called to be a blessing to our community. Reach out, uh, write a letter, a note of encouragement, send a text, do something that way, and continue to uh, uh, support the ministry with your, with your finances and prayers as well. So lots of announcements, uh, trying to stay connected, keep us uh, together here. Uh, but for now, I encourage you again to find your uh, worship bulletin, follow along if you can. Uh, I know some people have had issues with having the video open and following along in the bulletin, but do the best that you can here. As we turn to enter into this time of worship, we hear the story of Jesus' triumphal entry, Jesus coming, entering into Jerusalem. We hear this story from Luke chapter 19. And when Jesus had said these things, he went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. When he drew near to Bethpage and Bethany at the mount that is called Olivet, he sent two of his disciples saying, go into the village in front of you, where on entering you will find a colt tied on which no one has ever yet sat. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? You shall say this, the Lord has need of it. So those who were sent away found it just as Jesus had told them. And as they were untying the colt, its owners said to them, why are you untying the colt? And they said, the Lord has need of it. And they brought it to Jesus and throwing their cloaks on the colt, they set Jesus on it. And as he rode along, they spread their cloaks on the road. As he was drawing near, already on the way down the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of his disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen, saying, 
Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. But Jesus answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the very stones would cry out. And when Jesus drew near and saw the city, he wept over it, saying, Would that you, even you, had known on this day the things that make for peace. But now they are hidden from your eyes. For the days will come upon you when your enemies will set a barricade around you and surround you and hem you in on every side and tear you down to the ground, you and your children within you. And they will not leave one stone upon another in you because you did not know the time of your visitation. Here in the reading, that story of Jesus uh, processing in, entering in as the people shout, Hosanna, blessed is the Lord. And so together as God's people this morning, we sing, we shout our Hosannas to the King of Kings.
Indeed, on this Palm Sunday, we uh, sing and shout hosannas, mindful of the fact that that hosanna is a word of praise, but it's also a word of crying out to Jesus, a word that means come and save, come and save. And we're going to be thinking about that a little bit later on this morning. But but as we think of, of singing, shouting hosannas and crying out to Jesus to come and save, We quiet our hearts and our minds now for a time of confession, of receiving again Jesus' words of forgiveness, his pardon, and his words of life. So I invite you again to follow along in your your bulletin as we together confess our sin before our God. So blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and blessed be his kingdom now and forever. Amen. Compassion and forgiveness belong to the Lord our God. Though we have rebelled against him, let us then renounce our willfulness and ask his mercy by confessing our sins in penitence and faith. So we pause before our God this morning. Wash away all my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Against you, you only, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. So we hear again the good news of Jesus, the good news of the gospel, that since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given us access to his grace. And we hear again Jesus say to you and to me, I forgive you. Amen. Continue worshiping our God in song as we sing together of the hope that we have in him.
trust in Jesus' name. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly trust in Jesus' name. you to pray with me this prayer of the day. Let us pray. Almighty God, you sent your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, to take our flesh upon himself and to suffer death on the cross. Grant that we may share in his obedience to your will and in the glorious victory of his resurrection through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. And so uh, we'll invite the kids, if you're still hanging on, hanging around watching this, uh, still a few minutes in now, uh, to pay attention again or to catch your attention again. So I wanted to think a little bit uh, today. We heard of, of the crowds crying out to Jesus. And really, it's a reminder that, that all of creation is, is meant to cry out and sing out to Jesus. And when you think of, of creation singing out to Jesus, you probably think of, of animals, right? You might think of a bird or something out. You're, you can go outside and hear them singing, uh, chirping, tweeting, you know, doing all those things. Or in the summer, there's no bees any, anymore. It's still too cold for them here. Uh, but in the summer, you can hear the bees uh, buzzing. Usually we try to get away from that. But, but, you know, creation singing, crying out to God. 
or still, if you, especially if you live in town or you're out in the country and you have a dog, you hear the dog barking, you know, chasing, chasing birds and other animals and that sort of thing. You think of, of creation crying out or, or even one of these guys, Sasquatch. I don't even want to venture to guess what Sasquatch would make. But, uh, you know, all of creation is meant to cry out to God. And that's what Jesus says to us today. It says that as Jesus went into Jerusalem riding on a donkey, the crowds of people, his disciples, his, his followers were crying out, praising God, saying, blessed are you, holy are you. And really, that's what we're meant to do. That's what we were meant to do, to, to sing praise to God. And so I want you to think today what, what you're thankful for, what you want to praise God for in your life. How has God been good to you? How do you see God's goodness, his holiness, his presence in your life? Today's a day of singing praise to him. And Jesus really says that in our reading. You know, there, the crowds of people were shouting praise to him. And there were some people that said, Jesus, tell your, tell your disciples, tell the crowds to be quiet. And Jesus says, if, if they weren't singing praise, if they weren't shouting praise, even, even the rocks would cry out. Even the rocks would cry out. If you have a rock with you, if you got that leading up to the service, put it up to your ear. Give it a good listen. What do you hear it crying out? You probably don't hear anything, right? Rocks don't do anything. They just sit here. They don't make noise. They don't move. They don't, unless you move it, they just sit there you know, kind of quiet. And that's the point that Jesus makes, that, that all of earth is meant to cry out to God, to sing his praise, to glorify him and honor him, that that's what we ourselves are meant to do. That's how God has created us. So again, this morning, kids, I encourage you to think uh, if you made some of those, those palm branches throughout the week or you want to do that today, maybe make some palm branches and you can write on there, praise to God. You can say like glory to God. You can write Hosanna, praise uh, God. Write ways that you've experienced. You know God's love, his goodness, his faithfulness to you. I encourage you to do that today, to remember uh, God's faithfulness and sing his praise. And each week at Trinity, shifting gears a little bit, but still uh, good for you kids and, and families and all of us, uh, each month at Trinity for years and years now, we've been learning a new Bible verse to help us focus, to keep God's word close. You know, when we started this years ago, we were thinking about the persecuted church and hearing stories of how God's people the only word they had was the scriptures that they had memorized. They didn't have access to scripture, uh, to Bibles, or, or anything like that. And it kind of reminds me, even in these times, as we're not in church, we're not together able to worship God, how important it is to have God's word close to us in our hearts. So the past few weeks, we've kind of forgotten to do this together in our worship service, but Today's April 5th. It's a new month, so we have a new Bible verse to learn. And it's, it's from Philippians 4, verse 6. And it says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. 
Usually I make up actions uh, for this, but since we're not going to be together, I encourage you uh, to sit down with your parents, uh, come up with some actions for this Bible verse. It's Philippians 4, verse 6. I'll read it again. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Thanks for for paying attention, kids. Keep listening. uh, Keep listening for God's word here as we uh, continue this morning. We hear our Old Testament reading this morning from Isaiah chapter 50. Isaiah 50. The Lord God has given me the tongue of those who are taught that that I may know how to sustain with the word him who is weary. Morning by morning, he awakens. He awakens my ear to hear as those who are taught. The Lord God has opened my ear and I was not rebellious. I turned not backwards. I gave my back to those who strike and my cheeks to those who pull out the beard. I hid not my face from disgrace and spitting. But the Lord God helps me. Therefore, I have not been disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like a flint, and I know that I shall not be put to shame. He who vindicates me is near. Who will contend with me? Let us stand up together. Who is my adversary? Let him come near to me. Behold, the Lord God helps me. Who will declare me guilty? Behold, all of them will wear out like a garment, and the moth will eat them up. And our New Testament reading uh, for this Palm Sunday is Philippians chapter 2, where Paul writes through the Holy Spirit, Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by the taking of the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself, and by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore God has exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Here ends the reading. And as we've done the past uh, few weeks, and really as we do every week as we gather together, uh, we'll confess our faith. We use these ancient words of the Apostles' Creed, and, and really this is a reminder even in uncertain times of the certainties, the true things of the faith, of the God in whom we trust and whom our hope is, the God who is unchanging, the God who is our help and our hope. And so together I invite you to confess your faith with me. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven 
and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. So even as we will think in just a few minutes here about praising God, let us continue to praise God as we shout blessings to his name as we sing this song, 10,000 Reasons. Lord Jesus, we worship your holy name. We bless you and we praise you. We ask for your Holy Spirit to be among us as he opens us to your word. We ask, Lord Jesus, that we would have hearts of praise, hearts that honor and worship you. Open your word to us, we pray this morning, perhaps as never before. Change our hearts, our lives, that we would be transformed that we would look more and more like you, Jesus. 
each and every day. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Lord Jesus. Amen. And so we'll be uh, thinking this morning on God's uh, word. We're going to be looking at uh, this gospel reading. And I'm actually going to sit down so I don't wander and make it too hard on Clyde to keep uh, a track of me and, and keep, because I don't stand still well. You all know that well enough now. I, but we're going to be thinking about this uh, reading from the gospel from Luke chapter 19 today. Uh, Jesus triumphal entry, Jesus entering into Jerusalem, the crowd singing their praise, their hosannas. And as we do that, I want you to imagine a world where people live in fear. Imagine a world where freedoms are restricted. Imagine a world where people long just for the ability to live their lives, to do the things that they want to do. And we're not doing a deep dive into conspiracy theories about how this world is us today. Because in fact, as much as, as this may parallel much of what's happening in our lives, in the world around us, people living in fear, freedoms restricted for the well-being of others, I'm talking actually about the time, the place of Jerusalem. How the people in Jerusalem, the Jewish people, were living under oppression by the government, had freedoms restricted, people who were longing for hope, for release, for freedom, for someone to come and make things right. That's really the attitude, the, the cry of the people here. As the people sing and shout hosannas. Again, remember, they're words of blessing, but they're also words that cry out for salvation. The words that say, come and save us. The crowds of disciples, the crowds of people that were welcoming Jesus were ready. They were ready for change, ready for life, to get back to the way that God had intended it, the way that God had promised them. They had had enough. They were singing, shouting their hosannas, saying, blessed are you, Lord Jesus. We long for you. We know that you are the king. We know that you have come to make all things right and new. The disciples were singing, shouting hosannas. They were crying out, come and save. Come and save. Come deliver us. Come rescue us. It was a crowd of people ready for salvation. The people were ready, longing for salvation. Were ready, longing to be made free. I wonder how many of us in these past few weeks have had those same longings. Longings, cries of our heart that say enough is enough. I'm ready to be set free. I'm ready for life to be all that you, God, have intended it to be. How many of us have cried out, Lord, come and save. Lord, come and rescue. Lord, come and heal. Lord, come have your way among us.
as we think about shouting, crying out, Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord on this Palm Sunday. We join in much the same attitude, mind of the people 2,000 years ago, wondering, waiting, asking, how much longer, O Lord? When will you come and save? But we do so also with the same mindset that these people have as they they wave and shout their palm branches, the same mindset that they have, knowing, acknowledging that Jesus has come, that, that God himself has come to make all things right. They proclaim, they announce peace. Verse 38 says, Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. We've thought a lot about this word peace at Trinity uh, over the fall months and through the winter. This word of peace, this word of shalom, it's a word that means all is right, all is well. Really the idea of contentment. How many of us longed just for some peace, for some rest? the days, the weeks leading up to these past few weeks, and how we find ourselves restless, stuck at home. But they cry peace in heaven. This cry of peace in heaven is really a declaration saying that all is right, all is going to be right in all of the universe. That idea of heaven is not just, you know, where God is located, but heaven uh, in the sense of all of the universe, all of creation, longs for that peace. Uh, They praise God. They praise God. They cry out, all is well as Jesus comes to them. It strikes me, so many of us want that deep in our hearts. We want to shout those hosannas. We want to shout and, and declare peace, all is well. We long for that. We long for that maybe today more than we have in in many, many years. The good news of, of this passage, the reminder that we have here, is that we as God's people can sing and shout hosannas, can declare peace and glory to God in the highest. Because just as these people did, because they had relationship with Jesus. Just the verse before that that I just shared, it says uh, that as Jesus was drawing near, verse 37, as Jesus was drawing near, already on the way down the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of his disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice. Luke gives the reason. He says, for all the mighty works they had seen. It strikes me that the people of God here, his followers, the followers of Jesus, can cry out to Jesus, can praise him, can declare all is well precisely because they've spent time with him. They've had a relationship with him. They've known him. They've seen that Jesus himself can do all things, can make all things well. It's the relationship that they've shared is so important. 
And that's why we, even in the midst of, of this difficult time, the hardships we face, even in days and times that, that we find it hard to, to praise, we still can shout and sing hosannas, can still declare all is well. Because if you're watching this, you likely have a relationship with Jesus. You've walked with him. You've been with him in, in the church singing his praise. You've spent time with him in his word. You've cried out to him in prayer. You've seen his goodness. You've seen his mighty works in your lives. Relationship with Jesus is so important, so, so critical. Because it's out of that relationship that we're sustained through these times. It's out of this relationship that we can shout and declare that Jesus is Lord, that Jesus has made all things well. But even as the crowds cried out to Jesus, declared, proclaimed, Hosanna, blessed are you, it strikes me that there were people that were telling them stop. There were people that were telling them stop. The Pharisees, really in, in the story, the irony of this, the very ones that should have been lined up to shout and sing hosannas and praise God, they came up to Jesus and said, Jesus, what are you doing? Why are you letting these people do this? Why are you letting these people shout and praise you? It's not right. Tell them to stop. Don't let them do that. These people... These Pharisees that wanted Jesus' disciples to stop were afraid of Jesus' power, his authority. Maybe they were jealous of him. Whatever the reason, one of my all-time favorite verses, Jesus replies to them. He simply says in verse 40, I tell you, if these were silent, the very stones would cry out. I've always loved that image. Again, you know, as we shared with the kids, you know, the stones, the rocks, they don't do anything, right? You know, they just sit there. They just sit there, kind of like dead weight. Of all the things in creation, the stones, rocks are the very last thing that we would pick to praise God. Again, we think of animals or the wind blowing or, you know, anything else. The rest of creation would praise God. But here Jesus says, if these people don't praise, don't cry out Hosanna, even the rocks would cry out. It's because all of creation is meant to praise God. Stones cry out. The people cry out. You and I can cry out because that's what we were intended to do. That's how we were created by God. To praise him, to be in relationship with him, to give him glory and honor. That's how we are wired to live. That's how we are meant to live. I've heard it said over these past a number of weeks that uh, you know, how we're to go about our lives in light of this disease, is that we're to live as if we're already infected. That's how we're to interact with each other, to live as if we're already infected with COVID-19, so we don't want to, to spread it, we don't want to be in contact with it. 
But it strikes me here that as Jesus says, even the rocks would cry out. Really, it's, it's a reminder that we're to live as if we're already infected as, as Christians, as followers of Jesus. We're to live as if we're already infected with the hope of Jesus, with the life of Jesus, with the promise that all is well, that all of life, all of creation, this is what we're meant to do, to cry out to God with hope looking forward to the promise that in Jesus, all is well. Colossians 1 verse 16 reminds us of this, that all creation is made to glorify God. So these stones, they cry out their glory, their praise. Jesus says they would do that if God's people weren't praising him, weren't glorifying him, honoring him with their hosannas. But as I was doing some more digging this week, some looking, uh, no pun intended, this was actually on the ground, I didn't go dig this out, but as I was doing some more looking this week into God's word, this this thought of, of stones crying out, the ground crying out, all the other instances in the Old Testament I'll give you some verses you can look up uh, uh, later or right now. Habakkuk 2, verse 11, or Genesis 4, 10, Joshua 24, verse 27. All of the other instances in the Old Testament of, of stones, of rocks, of ground crying out is all associated with the people's guilt. It's all used to testify to the wrongdoing of the sins of the people. In all those instances, they're used to say that, that even the rocks will declare the wrongdoing of the people. It's a lasting testimony. And so it strikes me as we think about this word Hosanna as a word of praise. It's also a word of, of crying out for redemption, crying out, Lord, save us. The rocks, all of creation, we're told, All of creation groans. All of creation groans for the redemption, for salvation, for the hope of new life, the promise of God, the promise of God drawing near. The stones and the people cry out. We cry out for redemption. Jesus, come. Jesus, come and make things right. Jesus, come and save. And in fact, that's what Jesus acknowledges. That's what he acknowledges why he's there, why he's come to Jerusalem. In verses 41 and 42, he says, And when when he drew near and saw the city of Jerusalem, he wept over it, saying, Would that you, that's the city of Jerusalem, the people of Jerusalem, would that you, even you, had known on this day the things that make for peace. But now they are hidden from your eyes. See, Jesus weeps over Jerusalem. He weeps over the people because he says, I've come for you. I've come to save you. I've come to make things right, to set all things new. But the people, the city, don't want him. They don't want the way that he's setting things right, making all things new, the way that he's offering salvation and redemption. 
Because that's one of the great ironies of this whole Palm Sunday narrative is that on one day, the crowds of people are singing, welcoming Jesus as a conquering king. And just a few days later, we have a crowd again, a crowd of people gathering, calling for Jesus to die, to be crucified. Jesus weeps over Jerusalem, saying, I've come to save you, but you don't want me. Is Jesus weeping over your life today? Is Jesus weeping over your life today? As he's come to make all things new, all things right in the, in the world, not just the world in general, but in, in your life, in your life, in your relationship with him, in your relationships with others. He's come to make all things new. He's, he's come to save you Is your heart open to his salvation, to his work of what he's doing? It strikes me that part of us is is like that crowd, that on the one hand, we say, yes, yes, Jesus, we welcome you. We wave our palm branches. We shout Hosanna. We say, Jesus, we want you to come and save us. And then in the next breath, we say, but on our own terms, how I want you to save me. I want to keep control of my life. I still want to be in charge. You can save me in this part of my heart or this part of my life, but but the rest of this I'll maybe save for later or I'll clean up myself. We fret, we worry, we say, we question. We say God can't be good if he's allowed this to happen in our lives. But Jesus reminds us that he's come precisely for you and for me. He's come precisely for this moment. Because I think really we are in a Palm Sunday moment in the life, in the world. Because Palm Sunday stands on the edge, stands on the edge of acknowledging that Jesus has come, but also looking, longing, crying out for Jesus to come again to come and and make all things right, not just in part like we've seen it. In one breath, we praise God. We say, you are so good, but we also cry out, come and save, come and heal, come and make new. We're reminded of God's goodness to us, but we still long to see it in its fullness for all to be made right. And so on this Palm Sunday, maybe as you in one breath, shout and praise God for his blessings, for his presence, his goodness in your life. But in the other breath, cry out, Jesus, come and save. What are your hosannas? What are your hosannas? How are you crying out to God today? Because in the crowds of people, the Pharisees are saying, how can you praise? How can you have hope? Maybe we're tempted to buy into those lies today. How can we praise? How can we have hope in a world that looks like it's falling apart? We're reminded that that's the very thing we're created to be. That's the very identity that we have as God's people because we have a different mind, a different heart. As Jesus has given us his Holy Spirit 
who transforms our thinking, transforms our hope, our way of life. It gives us a mind, a hope, a heart for the eternal. The promise of Jesus coming again, of making all things new, setting all things right. And we dwell when we live with him for eternity. So this Palm Sunday, let your hosannas ring out as our minds have been transformed or continuing to be transformed by him as we recall all the goodness of God and praise him for all that he has done for us. It's in his name that we worship, in his name that we're gathered, and it's in his name that we honor and glorify him. Amen. So would you quiet your hearts with me for a word of prayer this morning? Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus, the gift that we celebrate on this Palm Sunday of sending your son into the world, even though you knew that the world would reject him. We thank you, though, that that didn't hinder you from from your plan, your purpose. That Heavenly Father, you sent him anyway to be the hope, to be the light and the life of the world. On this day where in one breath we we shout our hosannas and our praise to you, mindful and, and thankful for all that you've done and who you are, And also as we cry out and shout for your redemption, for your deliverance, to be real and to be near, we pray that we would be reminded of your forgiveness, Lord Jesus, of your life, of your drawing near, that you have taken our shame, our guilt, our fear, our worry, our anxiety, all those things that we want to keep control of, hold on to, that you've taken those things You've carried them to the cross. You've crucified them. They've been buried with you. And we'll celebrate in just a few short days that we are risen to new life with you. Lord Jesus, bring that to mind to us today in the midst of our worry or our anxiety or fear are wondering how we can praise you. Instill in us new hearts, new minds, minds that are transformed by the hope of the cross, of the resurrection story, the hope of the promise of Jesus come near. And Lord, this morning, uh, we pray for all those in our prayer list. But we pray especially this morning for all those that are, are affected whose lives have been radically altered by this COVID-19. For those that are are suffering and sick, those whose lives have been cut short by it, have been, been taken by it. We pray for their families, for comfort, for peace, for hope in this time. We pray for those who are on the front lines fighting this, uh, doctors and nurses, for scientists, those who are deemed essential services interacting with the public so that we ourselves can live a somewhat normal life. 
We thank you for their sacrifices, their willingness to potentially lay down their lives for us. And Lord Jesus, we pray for each and every one of us, wherever we are, whether we find ourselves still at work or grappling with unemployment, trying to figure out what to do with the kids in the midst of the craziness and chaos of life spent at home. We simply cry out, Lord Jesus, Hosanna, come and save. We cry out those words in hope, in the hope that you have come to save us and that you will see us through to completion to the glory and the honor of your holy name. So Lord Jesus, it's with that same hope, that same trust, that same promise that we as your people join together and pray this prayer that you've taught us, that you've taught the church to pray for thousands of years. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And so we'll uh, just about wraps up our uh, worship service uh, together this morning. Uh, but before we uh, go to have lunch or whatever you're off to do uh, after watching this video, we receive God's blessing, his reminder to us that we have been sent out in that hope and the promise with that transformed mind and heart the hope that Jesus has come to make all things well. We receive his blessing so that we can bless him and bless the world around us. We hear these ancient words, and I invite you just wherever you are, uh, just as a posture of receiving, to open your hands. Uh, just set them in your lap or hold them out in front of you open as you receive these words of blessing. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so we'll uh, conclude our worship service singing a uh, our Palm Sunday hymn, All Glory, Laud, and Honor. It's good and right that we sing and shout our hosannas and praise our God today. Thank mm -hmm. you.
Again, we praise our God, we sing, we shout our hosannas to him as God's people have done throughout the ages. Uh, one of the things as we were singing, I noticed the, the text for that song that we just sang, uh, the author lived about uh, 1,200 years ago. So these are songs that God's people have sung out throughout the ages in good times, in bad, in hard times, and when life is easy. And so we do continue to sing our praise to our God, grounded and rooted in his hope and his love. And so again, uh, check in uh, Facebook, on YouTube. We have morning devotions going up in both places uh, throughout the week. Uh, various services, again, for Holy Week, Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, and Easter available in all those places as well. Keep God center. Keep other people. Show, show God's love to them uh, this week, today, that we go in peace to serve the Lord. Thanks be to God.